So, hey, welcome to the show. I'm the ghost of J.K. Rowling's career. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Harry Potter. <laughs> and welcome to Browser Murder. <laughs> have you been seeing the shit she's been saying? Yes, dude. I have. I'm just like, what? And this is why I'm glad this is why I'm glad I never hopped on Harry Potter train as a kid. I, I floated towards the uh Percy Jackson series. Yeah, so that was my jam. It's so crazy that she's like that. You know what? And I'm just glad that everybody else, like, on her side, all the actors are like, no, fuck that bitch. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, Daniel Radcliffe, like, came out with this whole, like, essay about her being an asshole. It was great. He, re- he read her film. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I read up to The Half-Blood Prince. I really should have stopped at, like, the fourth book. No thing. I so, so, Yeah, something in my spirit told me. Hold up. I watched, like, the first four movies. Then I realized that I didn't give a shit. <laughs> 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 like, I got to the prisoner of uh, Askabab. Askabam? Yeah. What's it called? Askabam. Yeah, I got Ask to that gang one. Bang. I got to that one. I got halfway through. I remember the scene, too, where I walked out. It was uh where he's, like, in his library looking for, like, a map or some shit and, like, used some blood. To, I don't know. But he opened his map thing and we're talking about how, like, souls. The Marauder's sh- map. Yeah. And there, I don't know. I got to that point and I was like, oh, wow. I don't care about any of this. <laughs> and I told my friends, like, I'm just going to walk home. Um, yeah, I watched the movies and <laughs> they were pretty magical. So that, I'm now, I, so I feel like vindicated now that J. Kurt Rowland has like shown her ass multiple times. Because, you know, it's like, all right, well, now it's validating for me. Same with the Twilight Lady. But anyway, if you're new to the show, this show is about true crime. We cover true crime cases of color and then play you some music and we just like chill and shit. Yay. So, uh, who, who wants to kick it off? I go first. Okay, go ahead. You went first last time, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, I get it. This is not like our podcast, but like, have you heard of Lori Val- Vallow? That name sounds Okay, I want to give an update on this case because like, this is something I've been following for a long time and I know it's out of the norm of what we usually do, but like, so... Wait, so who, explain who Lori Vallow is. Lori Vallow, she's this white woman that like, her, her kids went missing back this last year. Oh, shit, I do know about this motherfucker. Yeah, she's in a doomsday cult. Oh no! Wait, is it the chick who like acted all normal when the kids went dis- like when they went missing and she went on vacation yeah, with her husband? And then she no. So like her husband was murdered by her brother. Oh, I don't know about and this. And then thing. I take back my you reaction. Do know, this is it. This is it. This is. It. I'm pretty sure it's the same one. Her husband was mur- murdered by her brother. And then she started seeing this other dude who his wife also was, was murdered. murdered. Yes, but then okay, like the right, brother, the brother ended up like being murdered, or the, the brother ended up dying. And then the kids went missing. And then they f- went, yeah, they went to Hawaii. Yeah, they found her in Hawaii. And it turns out they're part of like this crazy doomsday cult. And this like last week or so, they found the bodies of the two kids. I didn't know that they found the body. I didn't know about the cult thing. Yeah, it was a cult, and like, but, like everyone knew. Everyone. Found- 
fucking knew. As soon as they went to Hawaii, everyone was like, yeah, no, you fucking killed him. Like, you're, you're making it obvious now. And like the fact that they're, sur they're just, like surrounded by death too. Like how, how has no one caught on to them at this point? It's crazy because the way that they were found was I think the brother's cell phone was being pinged near like the brother's house or the old husband's house or the husband's house or something. Yeah, but like they were pinged in that area and then they found the bodies on like one of the family members' property. And it turns out the the woman, Lori, she was just like, yeah, my kids were zombies. And zombies meaning like their their souls, their human souls left their body and they were replaced by like evil spirits. So, yeah, it's like I hope of another podcast of a, that we that's follow. more of like a possession than zombies. Yeah, it, it's crazy, dude. I, I want to listen to another podcast take on it. Like I uh, really want to uh, hear This is that. a YouTube channel that I follow. This is where I got the update from when I heard it last. It was uh, Ready to Glare. And she's like, she's fucking great. Like she's just, <laughs> she's like an awesome like alternative goth chick who talks about really? this weird shit. Yeah, she's great. And she has like, this whole series about like going on Twitter and like looking at like the pedophiles talking about them. Right. And like she interviewed one guy too. Was it was it's crazy. Ready to glare. Get, like if you on YouTube like YouTube shit, go check her out. Her and uh creep show art. Like my That's pretty cool. I need to uh, check them out because that's really dope. Um yeah, but let's get I was gonna the... give give you tidbits, but I'm not gonna give you tidbits today. Um but <laughs> I already talked enough. <laughs> I like to run. That's my tidbits and I'm building a computer. Um but yeah so my next case it's pretty unimaginable but then it's not unimaginable because this dumb shit has been happening so much lately like black people are being murdered extrajudicially and it sucks so i'm sure that this case won't be a shocker to anyone but it may be pretty emotional as it was like for me i remember when i started reading about it and like talking about it i sent you an, uh, a message saying like this is my next case like bro i was reading this stuff and i was like in fucking tears and then i showed melinda and then she started crying and then we're just like how could this happen and it happens all the fucking time which is ridiculous well i, I don't cry anymore after watching land before time as a kid and then bawling my eyes at that i've been drained of my my tear ducts after that like prolapse so i just <laughs> i cry a lot dude i'm so fucking sensitive dude i'm so sensitive but my case is on elijah mclean his name is elijah mclean so elijah he was 23 years old and he was another young black man that was murdered um a crazy thing about him is that he was very familiar with human anatomy as he was a massage therapist and so in a sense like he gave back to his community because massage therapy helps with like rehabilitation it helps with pain management it helps overall feeling better like so he was doing something for his Tidbit community about me my mom was a massage therapist for years she was actually in a magazine for it too and i wanted to be a massage therapist so after i got out of high school i went to massage therapy school for like two months and then realized that i hated touching people i didn't know you're like fuck this i'm not touching you wash your ass <laughs> But yeah, he he was giving back to his community, but like also speaking of community, he didn't just like give back to people. He also gave back to like animals. Like it was said that sometimes during like his breaks at work, he would go to like the pet store that was like next door to where he worked and he would play his violins for the cats that were oh, wow. there. Like it, he said that he felt like it eased them and made them more comfortable um, to just get ready to go to their forever homes. So that's something that he did. Um, he was like, his friends and family did express that he was like an introverted person. He liked to stick to himself, but overall he was a happy person. Like he was a really nice person and he was a happy person. He did suffer from anemia, which 
is important when we get into this the actual case. It's like a, it's a blood thing, right? It's a blood thing. So essentially what anemia is, is that your body doesn't produce enough like red blood cells, which red blood cells help oxygenate your body and also... Yeah, carry nutrition and shit. Yeah. And sometimes when people have anemia, they feel cold or they feel fatigued or they can also like bre- bruise really easily. Um, and again, Elijah, he was only 23 years old. And that's something that is... I, I want to like I want to express to people he was 23 years old and his case is not anything that was nice at all. So August two, August 24th 2019 around 10:30 at night the Aurora Police Department received a phone call and in that phone call the caller pretty much said that there's a suspicious man wearing a ski mask um, walking around like flailing his arms and I want to keep I want everyone to keep in mind that in Aurora Colorado around August the average high is 86 during the day but at night it drops down to about 57 like the average low is 57 so it makes sense yeah a motherfucker get cold on top of him having anemia yeah so they said that he was flailing his arms like moving his arms um but when I think like okay they're moving his arms I'm thinking you know how when swimmers like they get ready if you watch the Olympics they get ready they like flail their arms or like They'll jump around just to stay warm to keep their muscles warm and ready to go. That's what I imagine he probably looked like. Cause I oh yeah, like maybe he was just trying to warm us. They get warm himself. Yeah, I do that. I mean, I guess well, this is why. Well, personally for me, when the winter comes, I usually pack on an extra ten pounds just to like <laughs> stay insulated personally. <laughs> but yeah, so maybe he looked sketchy. But like to have the cops call him, he wasn't doing anything. Like the caller even said that he didn't look like a bad person. He just seemed a little. Little suspicious, um, but he also said fucking that business. What? Right? The 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 dispatcher said like asked like did he have a weapon? Did he seem like? And he was like, no, he doesn't look like a bad person. He doesn't have a weapon. It's just he looks suspicious. That's it. And like, so just took your scary ass back to sleep. Yeah. Um, I will say that this is one of the first videos that I actually watched, and like it was pretty intense, and it was just like it was scary, and like. The Aurora Police Department, they released not just the video, but they also released like the the 911 call. And like you can hear the guy, his name was like Juan something um, that talked and like the guy on the phone seemed pretty calm. Like the dispatcher seemed pretty calm. They're just like, okay, we'll go check it out. But once the police actually arrived at the scene, like things just got completely out of hand. Yeah, and do you have that 911 call? I do have the 911 call. I could uh, give it to you. It's on uh, YouTube, but like it's everywhere. Okay, yeah, just send it to me, and we'll just, like, insert it in. Okay, yeah. So, um, we're, if you're listening, <laughs> listeners, we're playing the audio now. Bang on one, what is the address of the emergency? Um, Women's Street, um, uh, I think it's, uh, Black Hawk or something like that. Uh, let me check real quick. Okay. But, uh... It's Green Street and Blackhawk. Okay, is that Blackhawk Way, Blackhawk? Street. Okay, give me one second. Just repeat that intersection for verification. Green Street and Blackhawk. Okay, are you sure you're not on, um, give me one second. Is it possibly Evergreen? No, this is Aurora. Okay, well, no, I understand that. I just don't show you anywhere near a Blackhawk. It's Blackhawk. Okay, just stay on the line. 
Give me one moment. I don't show you. What I'm saying is, I don't show you anywhere near Billings and Blackhawk. What about Billings Street and Eversley? Okay, that's where I show you near. Okay, what's the phone number you're calling from? And your name? Juan. And your last name, Juan? Okay, tell me exactly what happened. So there's a so there's a guy. He has a, he's watching the stop. What the opposite of north? South. South. Yeah, he's walking south on Billing Street. He has a mask on. Okay. And then and then when I pass by him, he puts he puts his hands up and does all these kinds of signs. I don't know. He he looks sketchy. I don't. Mean, he might be. Okay. A good person or a bad person? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to put a call in so officers can go see what's going on, okay? Are you still at that location now? Yeah. Okay. All right. When did this happen? When did you see him? Right now? He's like, I just turned around and he's like putting his hands up. Okay. Don't approach him, okay? If you need to, just drive away. I don't want you to go near him. Were any weapons involved or mentioned? No. Okay. I already have a call in, okay? I need to get his full description. What race is he? I think he's a, a black male. Okay. Um, how old does he look? I know he's wearing a mask. I have no clue. Okay. What color is the mask or what does it look like? Black. Black mask? It's like a gas station on Billy Street on Colfax Okay. Is it like a ski mask or what type of mask is it? Yeah, it's like a ski mask. Okay. And then what else is he wearing? Um, oh, I don't know. He's pretty bad colors, like a, a brown long sleeve shirt. Or okay. And then black dress. Okay. Pants. Okay. Um, give me one moment. I'm just adding notes. Are you or anyone else in danger right now? No. Okay. We have this call in, sir. Don't approach that person and do not disturb anything at the scene. We are going to have officers dispatched to check the area and try to locate him, okay? Okay. He's, he's uh, walking from uh, the gas station on Yep. I let them know that, okay? So don't follow him or anything. We're going to have officers come check the area, okay? Okay. Just call us back immediately if anything changes or if you have any further information. Okay. All right. And do you need officers to contact you, sir? Um, no, it's fine. Okay. Thank you. Call us back immediately if anything changes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> it's about five minutes. Okay. That was a good five minutes. But yeah. So once the police actually arrived on the scene... They like fucking immediately ran towards him and they're just like, stop, stop, stop. You need to stop. And then like they literally grabbed him and stopped him and was like, no, you need to stop. And Elijah was just like, what the crazy thing is, Elijah and I talk alike, like we sound alike. And I think that's what like really scared me because Elijah, when he was like literally when they actually literally put his hand, their hands on him, he was like, no, let go of me. I am an introvert. Please respect the boundaries that I am speaking of. Like he said it just how I said it right now. 
like let go of me. Like they were literally touching him to get him to stop. He's trying to fucking stay warm, probably. But it, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Like you had no reason to go up and run up and grab him. Then. Bro, the video is like crazy. No de-escalation of like they didn't de-escalate anything. They no, literally they got there at a hundred. Fucking ran towards him and was just like fucking balls to the walls, dude. Like if nut to butt was a thing, nut to butt is what happened to him. But. Wait, what do you think not the button? Like when you're like lined up. Okay, all right. I was just making sure. Yeah. Like right behind of each other. Like that's how it was. Like they like literally got right. Because you're in the Navy, so I didn't know what you think not the button meant. Yeah, that's what know. not the button means. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah, Navy joke. Yeah. <laughs> but um, after Elijah expressed like that he's an introvert and he's just like. Doesn't want to get touched. Like respect his space. Like he said, please respect my boundaries. Um, The police said, you need to relax or I'm going to have to change the situation. Not only that, but they kept saying, like, you need to stop tensing up. You're tensing up. Why are you tensing up? When they're all, like, three police, three policemen were in his fucking face, like, saying, like, you need to chill out, chill out or whatever. And Elijah was very articulate. And he said, no, I'm going home and leave me alone. And then he went on to say, you guys started to, and I'm quoting him because this came directly from the video. Like you guys started to arrest me and I was stopping by, I was stopping my music to listen. Like, so he like reached to turn off his music so he could listen to what they were saying, but no, they didn't like that. And so what the police did was they started to drag him into like a grassy area to like get him off the concrete and Elijah said it said said to them like I intend to take my power back meaning like I intend to like break out of this because you guys are fucking around with me like you guys are like messing with me and then you can hear one of the officers say he's trying to grab your gun now who's recording when- where, where did the video come from his body cam <laughs> Ooh, child don't even get into the video <laughs> Surprisingly, the cameras fall off of the police officers that were there. Oh, of course. So you don't see Elijah trying to grab a gun, but you can hear everything that is going on. And for 15 minutes, Elijah experienced straight terror, like straight terror. And this terror that he experienced included a carotid hold, like meaning like there's a carotid artery yeah, that runs on both sides. Of your, yeah. Yes. So that's what they did, which it's banned in Aurora and it's banned in many places. You're not supposed to do it because you can kill people. everyone knows it fucks people up. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, but for 15 minutes, this happened to him and he was trying to say, like, I can't br-. like if you watch the video or listen to the video because you can't see it, like you can hear him gurgling, saying, like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. You could hear him vomiting like like he started throwing up from it and it doesn't get any better because once EMT arrived on the scene, they gave him ketamine. They told him to give him give him ketamine. And in the videos, that's when the videos come back on. Like, Wait, the like police- the EMT to give him ketamine? Yeah, the ketamine, it's a sedative to to help like sedate people when they're being like combative and okay. like by then the cops had their cameras back on and you can say like you can see where the cop was like where do you want it where you want him is there's an arm or do you want his ass like the ass is right here because the ass is like he was a skinny dude yeah that's another thing more, that i want to say yeah if you, you he know was, you need more you need like a meaty area to you know inject some right yeah. he was about 140 pounds so it was not like me i'm i'm about 150 pounds and I weigh, I weigh about 150 and I'm about 5'4". And so like the amount that they gave him was enough for about a 200 pound man. So more like me. Yeah. But they administer it to someone, someone who like, like me. Yeah. It's like half like my, my size. That's my stature. You're like, yeah. And so like 
it sucked because when he got into the ambulance, when they actually finally got him like to calm down with the drug, with the sedation, like he suffered a cardiac arrest. He suffered from a heart attack. And on the ride there, they were able to resuscitate him. When he got into the hospital, he had another heart attack and like they were able to resuscitate him. But when he was actually at the hospital, they pronounced him like pretty much brain dead. Um, and for six days, his family waited to see if anything was going to happen. And six days after this incident happened, they took him off life support because there was no coming back. Like there was just no fucking coming back. And like the tox, the toxicology report like came back negative. Like he didn't test positive for anything except weed and ketamine. They would know where the ketamine came from. Right. And like weed. Okay. Who fucking cares? Like, it's just weed. Like, okay. Yeah. Right. Um, and in the report, like the it, it stated that like physical exertion was part of the cause that the reason why he like died, yeah, like yeah. he was literally fighting for his life. He, he was already has literally... like anemia, then blood. And, like, you know, if his heart racing like that, he's getting choked, and then after all that, you're immediately getting calmed down from ketamine. Like his heart was right? like going, it's like it was overworked, <laughs> like going crazy. Yeah, and you know this is something I want to share, and it's like a, it's like his final words, like summarized, and this is like quoted. And I'm quoting, and it's this. I can't breathe. I have my ID right here. My name is Elijah McLean. That's my house. I'm just going home. I am an introvert. I'm just different. That's all. I'm so sorry. I have no gun. I don't do that stuff. I don't do any fighting. Why are you attacking me? I don't even kill flies. I don't eat meat. But I don't judge people. I I don't judge people who eat meat. Forgive me. All I was trying to do was become better. I will do it. I will do anything. I will sacrifice my identity. You are all phenomenal. You are beautiful. I love you. Try to forgive me. I'm a mood Gemini. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Ow, that really hurts. You are all very strong. Teamwork makes the dream work as he's crying. Oh, I'm so sorry. I wasn't trying to do that. I just can't breathe correctly. And then he proceeds to like vomit. And as they put like pressure on this dude's chest, that is just a fucking kid, dude. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm fucking emotional about it because that's fucking brutal. Um, And to this day, like the officers and the EMTs, they have not been charged for what they did to this kid. And his family has come out like all he was going to go, all he was doing trying to go home was getting no he was he just he went to the store to get brisk tea for him and his brother that's all he wanted to do and he wore a face mask often when it was cold because like he was anemic yeah like it it fucking sucks that like it ended this way like this dude was had a very like fruitful life taken away from him because someone felt uncomfortable like who fucking cares? If you're uncomfortable, stay inside. And the, the, mind your own fucking business. Like, and the thing about the police too is like they can act out of fear. Out of, like they they were quote unquote afraid that he was gonna do something to them. But they can act out of fear and kill somebody. But for a person to act out of fear to like what resist is a death sentence, and they can't do that. Like, but, so you, you can act out of fear and it's okay. But someone if someone else you're arrested acts out of fear, they have to die. Right? Like, it make it make sense. Right? I can't. Like, what do you do? Like, how? Like, how are we supposed to say like? Like, okay, goes back to the argument, all lives matter. How can all lives matter if Elijah's life didn't matter? Like, if they didn't fucking care? Okay, this dude's like a small guy. Let's fucking inject the shit out of him to like keep him from being combative because they said that he had superhuman strength. Like in the video, they're saying, oh yeah, he's he's super strong. He's super strong. And it's like, bro, like that video doesn't show that. And like, 
if you see the pictures of him in the hospital, like it fucking is sad. And you see the brutality that Elijah faced. You see what came of him. And um, all I can say is like black people be safe. Like try not to bring attention to yourself because we we can't do basic things like keep. You can you might be the next hashtag. Next. Like you don't have enough fucking know. Yeah. Like we need to be careful. We need to watch after each other. We need to come together and we need to make sure that we're keeping each other safe because obviously the police aren't going to do that for us. And if, if nothing wrong is happening, mind your business. Like, stop using the police as a weapon as a safety net for you when there's nothing. They have a non-emergency hotline for a reason. Right? You don't have to always like call if, 911. If it's not, like, a, it's not an emergency, call the non-emergency hotline. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. But that's the life of Elijah. Elijah. It's fucking disgusting. It is disgusting. Oof, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was a lot. <laughs> For a lot, so sad reading that. Like, can I get so sad thinking about it? So, well, my case, which is, is more mysterious, uh, it's equally as sad, but just more mysterious. And this is like, I'm diverting from the norm where we usually do on the show because we cover like a lot of cop cases. So, this one I decided to cover disappearance because, yeah, when I go to sleep, I like to watch like spooky shit on YouTube as I'm going to sleep. And the other night, I was watching this one where it was like people who went disappearing in the woods and this case popped up and it did like, it was like really brief and it like, I just want to learn more about it. And it's really it's just fucking weird. So this is the disappearance of Aisha Degree. Sit down. She was born August 5th, 1990, and she's a nine years old girl. And she was born and raised in Shelby, North Carolina. I don't know. Is that near you? Yeah, that's pretty close. It's probably like... 50 miles from here, Shelby. So she was born in Shelby, and on the early morning hours of February 14th, 2000, for some unknown reason, like they have no idea why she did this, she packed up her book bag and left her family home north of the city and began walking along the North Carolina Highway 18, despite the fact that it was like heavy rain and wind, like it was a storm happening while she like decided to run away and walk down the road. I don't want to say run away, we don't know for sure what happened, but decided to leave her home and walk down the road. Now, several passing motorists, like dude in truck, dude in a bike, they saw her. Uh, one point one of them tried to stop like they stopped near her to see what was up which when he approached her she got scared and apparently ran off into the woods in the morning her parents discovered her absence and haven't seen her since and an extensive search that began that day led the locations of like some of her personal artifacts near where the last was like she was last seen and a year and a half later her book bag which is still which was still packed was unearthed at a construction site along highway 18 north in Shelby so now snow snow <laughs> it was <laughs> My basic computer froze. Uh oh. So now, while the circumstances of her disappearance seem to suggest that she was a runaway, investigators actually could not find any clear reason why she might have ran away. <laughs> like, there's, like, yeah, the slept day she didn't. Yeah, there there's was no, no reason. reason. So, and a lot of speculations are actually leading to like abduction or her being forced out of her home. And now there is a reward up. So I'm just gonna go like into her background. So now, her father Harold and her mother Laquia Degree were married on Valentine's Day, 1988. Their son O'Brien was born a year later and the daughter was born in uh, the 90s like 1990 born on their anniversary day which <laughs> it's just crazy <laughs> like the coincidence it's the coincidence now the degrees raised both their kids in a home on uh, Oak Crest Drive in residential like suburban area they were a very like normal middle class family birth work like, sorry I said birth both work <laughs> <laughs> Birth work. Birth work. Uh, both work like were doctors. <laughs> <laughs> 
that feels dumb birth work. <laughs> so now both worked regular jobs and nearby, like just had normal nine to five jobs and their children with the school, which wasn't that far. And, you know, like every day had a normal routine. They would be at work. They come home. Their kids would let themselves in, you know, do their homework and shit and get ready for dinner. Like normal family. Uh, they made sure the children weren't isolated from outside influences. Like they didn't have like anything that wasn't they do with like, you know, school, church and family. They really didn't want any part of it. They didn't even have like a computer in their house home, which, you know, late 90s, most people were getting computers. I don't know if I had a computer then. I think I probably had one. I know I had AOL eventually, like dial up. I don't know if I did had it in the 90s. I think after the 90s, we had a computer. Yeah, so like it was kind of common, but not like, you know, it was accessible, but they decided they didn't want to have a computer in their house. That was rich people shit. Yeah. <laughs> and they only had <laughs> one TV. And uh, the mom, like she told uh, Jet Magazine later in Enview in 2013, she said that on the TV, you will always see shows and news article, news stories about like children getting abducted from people they meet online. So she didn't want to risk that at all. So she did not have a computer in the house. And the kids understood that. So they, they weren't upset about not having a computer. They didn't give a shit. <laughs> because they were kids <laughs> and like uh, the mother also said that she was like a timid daughter like she was a timid girl like she was cautious she was shy kind of an introvert herself her mom said that she was even afraid of dogs and wouldn't go near even like small dogs so she would never I guess that her daughter would just leave the house by herself in the middle of the night randomly so in the fourth grade like there was like a weird like three-day weekend thing to happen uh so the kids were staying home you know for this long break three-day break and the parents were still working and stuff like that so kids were home by themselves again nothing and this is the day of her like disappearance the kids were all home by themselves nothing seemed wrong the family got back from work they she made dinner for them everything seemed fine then on uh december 13th on sunday the children went to church that was the next day and they went to church at Arella's house came home and around 8 p.m at night both children went to bed in the room that they shared almost an hour later all the power in the neighborhood went out because like the storm that was happening the power came back on around 12 30 a.m and at that time harold checked on his two children just to like see if they were still sleeping and shit and they were still sleeping in their beds he had then again checked later at 2 a.m uh to see them if they were still okay and both still fast asleep they shared a room too by the way so now shortly afterwards o'brien age 10 recalls hearing his sister's bed squeak and he did he didn't really get up or investigate it because he just assumed that she was you know moving around in her sleep moving adjusting in bed yeah yeah but apparently at that time she was actually getting out of her bed and taking a like a pre-packaged backpack with several items of clothing and personal items like just getting that together and then left her house between uh 3 45 and 14 uh 15 3 45 and 4 15 a.m so that's like the time frame where she packed up and left that's really weird yeah so she hit the road starts walking a uh, truck driver and a motorcycle Motorist, motorist, motorcyclist, motorcyclist. That's good. Yeah, saw her. I don't care. I mean, I ride a motorcycle. I don't even know what it's called. So they, they, these two people saw her walking along the highway, wearing a long sleeve T-shirt with white pants, uh, just north of the junction. They reported to police after seeing, you know, the report of her disappearance on TV. The motorist said that he turned the car around and said, "Hey, like, why are you out here at this strange hour by yourself? What's up? Are you okay?" And she ignored him. She like he like drove a loop back around like three times to try to like see if she's okay needs help and by the third time he did that she just like booked it and then beelined right to the woods and when she did that like almost like in a fucking movie the storm got worse so, like started raining and storm making it heavy oof oof that's scary dude yeah no 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 Laquia, the so mother, eerie to you yeah so and like, you think like why is this little girl and, like, again it's a t-shirt and then white pants just walking in the rain yeah i would be fucking creeped out like if i saw that i'd be like
like, um, let me... What the fuck is this? <laughs> like, right? Let me call the cops real quick. I'm gonna follow you. I shouldn't call the cops, though, because, well... You never know what's gonna happen. They might right? kill the kid. So now, Laquia, she woke up at the normal time she always did, 5.45 a.m. to get the children ready for school. Now, on February 14th, which Valentine's Day and the girl's birthday, an important day because, you know, this is just, like, there's a lot going on for them that day. Uh, she got up early, like, the power all came back on from the outage. She got the, her uh, breakfast ready for the kids, started drawing their baths, like the normal routine, went in the room to wake up her son, woke up her son, looked over to the opposite bed, and noticed that her daughter was gone. So she went throughout the whole house looking for her, couldn't find her, went out to the family cars, like, searched the cars, couldn't find her, and then that's when she finally told Harold that the daughter was missing, and suggested that maybe she might have went to, like, the mother's house across the street for some whatever reason. Uh, she, the family went over there, she wasn't there, so she said, she, she uh, and to quote her from the interview she did, she said, that's when I panicked and I heard the next door, I, when I heard next door, I put my shoes on, ran outside and said, someone call the cops. Oh, that's scary, dude. Like, your kid just walked out on you and you have no idea what the fuck's going on. That's so scary, like. So now, by 6.40 a.m., the first police officer arrived on scene and police dogs were called to the scene to pick up the scent. But they couldn't pick up any scent at all. And I'm assuming that's because, you know, it just got done raining really bad. So any trail she may have had might have got just, like, you know, washed away. So now she, and they put, the people put, like, her neighbors put this in, like, in interviews and shit. That she woke up everybody in the neighborhood at 7 a.m. yelling. Like, her fucking kid kids missing yeah like wake the fuck up there's a child missing i don't care if it's 7 a.m my kid's gone dick <laughs> but yeah she went around there that just made me mad because like why are you complaining to the news they're like oh my god she woke me up at 7 a.m on a monday can you believe it <laughs> so you know she woke everybody up and got help from family members like people from the school clergymen people from the church like she got as many people as she could get to help with the search and uh, by the day's end they only found a mitten and the mother realized what? yeah they found the mitten but the mother said that that's not her daughter's mitten uh and there was no scent to pick up on it either. And she said that she knows about her mitten because there was no winter clothes taken from, you know, the, her daughter's room. Like there's, she only took summer clothes because it's in the middle of the summer. Right. So then a local, the local news. Local news. I can't talk right. That's because I had coffee. <laughs> So then the local news they cover it and which helped you know the two people who saw her come forward and said that they saw her the next day candy wrappers were found in a shed at a nearby business on a highway oh that's so scary yeah near where uh asia had ran into the woods along with like, a pencil a marker a mickey mouse shaped hair bow and a couple other small things that's the only thing that was found and her mother said was able to say that yes these are her things it was the only trace they found during the initial search and the next day on february 16th the mother realized that her bedroom she was missing her favorite clothing and a pair of blue jeans and a red stripe so yeah so she she packed her you know if a kid takes her favorite clothing it's obviously her favorite stuff yeah yeah so she did pack her own shit that's what i, that's what I got from that like no one else came in and like <laughs> threw some shit in the back for her she packed her things so now a week later after a nine thousand man hour search of a two to three mile radius or if you're outside of the u.s 3.2 to 4.8 kilometer radius uh nothing was found you know there was flowers posted everywhere there's about 300 leads coming up with possible tips but none of them panned out at all so the search was then after those like three fucking days called off the sheriff department said they just never found any good like leads so they just threw up <laughs> like, they just put it back on the family what? like yeah they're just like i don't know what's yeah, going on but... and the family said like hey media keep this going like, like, 
like great anyways he didn't so now at a news conference on february 22nd a couple of days later crawford the, the sheriff's deputy said that he was going on a long range with a search and that he is getting help from the fbi and the uh cbi which is the state's bureau of investigations and i looked that up because i didn't know that was a thing but yeah each other than like the federal <laughs> bureau of investigation each state has their own like, like what the fuck is yeah, this the thing fuck is the cbi <laughs> cbi so they were getting everyone involved to come up with like a game plan a good yeah good game plan and their game plan was just putting her in a missing child's database <laughs> okay that was the plan. Looks like the easy thing to do like let me just upload this picture and a little bit of data points about this missing girl and like we're done yeah so now her mother just key logging whatever yeah so now by her mother's account asia was had she had been taken like she that's in her mind like she she had been taken because she said that she doesn't believe that it was planned or prepared because there was like there was no there was no reason why she would leave they had a happy home like she was getting good grades there was nothing leading to a disappearance so she thinks that someone on the outside may have been stalking them for several days and then planning and like you know grooming her to get out of the house to be abducted right yeah it sounds so like sketchy to you like the whole just because they can't find any reason why she would leave <laughs> so especially if she wouldn't if she wasn't getting in trouble or anything or no and like, she, was a other, scared, like... she was a scared to make kids so she wouldn't normally just go out on her own and walk the streets so they're assuming that someone must have groomed her or like persuaded her to come out at how like the house at that time but it's also speculation and the fbi agents they all pointed out that like there's just a lack of a trail like there's just <laughs> there's nothing they can do anymore so again they put it off on a family and the family they did their due diligence like they went around every fucking where they got on montel williams show to get attention they got put on america's most wanted like that show and they even got on a, a oprah winfrey show and just try to keep the case alive and in 2001 on august 3rd her book bag was discovered and what? yeah so they found her book bag which is like 26 miles from where she uh, disappeared and inside of it was a, like a plastic wrap bag found just like a couple of just personal items a dr seuss book and just like normal kid shit and then a teeth like kid stuff yeah yeah and then a uh, uh, new kids on a block t-shirt too okay they found that in her book bag i used to fuck with new, new kids on the block when i was a kid but the mother says that that's is not that's not her shirt oh because she didn't have that shirt oh so someone put that shirt someone planted that shirt someone put that shirt in there wow that's a bold move yep so and that that was in 2001 and then that all died down and then 2004 another league came up with some tips but for a uh, tips from an inmate in a county jail he instructed them to go search up like dig up the like shallow grave at a lawndale like it's a weird intersection and the cops went out there they dug it up they found bones and they took it in and turned out to be animal bones so that inmate who said he had a tip was just bullshitting now that's yeah so that's kind of where any type of investigation actually ended like nothing else had came up and to this day there are no leads there's nothing out there wow and all the family can do is try to keep her and people minds so every august started on august 14th they will go out and not august 4th, sorry every february 14th they started going out and doing walks and a walks would be from like where she disappeared to where the book bag was found and they would do that every year and then they switched it and they would do it like every february 7th just because like they said they didn't want people to feel bad on valentine's day like they don't want it to be a somber day like right yeah so they changed it and uh so they do that every year to kind of keep awareness up they also have a scholarship put in her name like and they're just very active within like the children's community which sucks that there's a, a community for that but they're very active there too uh they did some interviews for like jet and other places to just try to keep the thing alive right and uh yeah that's kind of where it all ends it just ends on a shitty note that wow dude no one has any answers that's kind of scary too like 
disappearing like disappearances like those kind of like really freak me out because it's like and it's like what it's happened like thin to them? air too like she just up and yeah down. like i just think about how how do you sleep at night like knowing that someone that you love your kid is just gone and no one knows where they are like it's one thing getting closure with death but like you have this open door like would you rather them just be dead and be over with are they dead or are they still alive like what if she grew up with some stranger and has like Stockholm syndrome and is just like because you've seen those cases lo- before too with these women they go missing for years and they turn up in someone's fucking shed and they come out yeah and the mother she said like they she still fully expects one day for her daughter to walk back home like and by now I, I did the math by now she will be twenty nine and uh, she actually did one of those you ever see those things where they take like a missing person's face and like age it up yeah to show you like what they might look like you did that for her and like she looks like any average woman like <laughs> like she could be your next to name like she looks like any just average average person like you would see out on the street which is crazy because like what if she is alive and just is like out here right we just don't even know it we just don't know what if she what if she doesn't even know it like what if she is alive and she just doesn't even know her old identity even though that she was young but i think she was still probably young enough to be like manipulated to like losing her identity you never like, know i guess and it's just, that's what like sucks about disappearances because you just you don't know like there's all these what ifs like oh that's so scary disappearances like freak me out like bad that was like that one made me uneasy like like i don't like that it could be a demon you never know it could be a demon you never know dang i hope like oh man there's no closure i think that's what sucks the most is that there's no closure I would want closure. And this is why, you know, at least when I when I finally do go off the grid and disappear myself, I'll leave like one sticky note. So, you know, <laughs> my family has closure. It would just say like, bye, bitch. Like, fuck everyone. I'm leaving. Don't try to find me. And then there's like a picture of like a, I like a middle finger drawing and that's it. And then like, feed my cat. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the show. <laughs> I hope you uh, enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I hope it touched yeah. you in, yeah. in, a, in an appropriate way. In an appropriate way, yes. Did you have anything to uh, to plug? No, my butt. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was terrible. I hope you got a laugh out of that one. I think we need to laugh after this episode because it's dark. Two sad cases. Yeah. Um. I think the saddest one that I've done so far. So far. (laughs) Yeah. So far, I feel like there's gonna be more sad ones. I think they're all sad in their own ways, but this one definitely made me sad. So, but hopefully, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say. I was gonna say, hopefully, our song, our next next song, makes people happy. Yeah, I was gonna say, enjoy the song. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna play something like depressing as shit. (laughs) Just like my heart out because I love you. (laughs) But yeah, I hope you enjoyed the song coming up. Uh, You know, follow the social medias, uh, the Facebook group. Facebook page, doing all that shit. Yeah, enjoy. Yeah, and uh, stay sexy. Stay out the woods because it's ghetto. Yeah, don't go in the woods. Don't listen to new kids on the block. It's ghetto. Yeah, don't go in. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear new kids on the block coming from the woods, just turn the other way. <laughs> stay away. Bye. See ya.
We.